All right, let's get out of the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone, get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us live from Oklahoma City, the television voice of the Utah Jazz, our good friend Craig Bowler Jack. What's up, Bowler? Hey, Jake. Gordon, how are you? I miss being in the studio. It's been too long. Yeah, we miss you, Bowler, uh, but we hope you're well. Hope uh, the travels are, are good and all that. Got a question for you right off the top. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Bowler, are the Jazz tough mentally and physically? Oh, that's a great question. I think after what you saw last night, the answer would probably would tip to the other side of the no. Uh, I think Toronto is a tough team, and they showed it last night. Very physical. Uh, they got physical with several players, and especially uh, Rudy Gobert, who I thought tried to fight back in his own way, and both were ejected. OG Ananobi and Rudy Gobert is really kind of an interesting call, to be honest. But uh, as Rudy knows or stated in his postgame, um, you know, he'll have to do more to actually get his money's worth next time. But, you know, I think he has to cool down a little bit over this situation. But I think instead of being emotional versus physical are two different subjects here, guys. You can be all emotional all you want, but you have to go out, hold your ground. You have to fight. You have to on a nightly, minute-by-minute basis. And especially against the top-tiered teams, especially against the defending world champions, uh, especially against a Pascal Siakam who continues to try to prove to the rest of the league that his level of play is as equal as that of, a, of, of Kawhi, who up and left that team after winning a championship. So, you know, every team that the Jazz run across, uh, everyone, everyone has their own battle, right? Everyone has a chip on their shoulder, or should. And I think the Jazz should themselves because we know the Gobert story. 27th felt underappreciated and the draft number wasn't as high as he thought he should be okay uh joe uh junior high school teacher if i'm not mistaken told him he wouldn't make the boomers on the national team and he did and beyond everyone's got a story so you have to stand up to it every night and i thought last night there were night there were moments and times too many that the jazz uh, did not react to the physical play of what toronto gave them and remember uh, they're playing on their home floor, and maybe the Jazz have forgotten that. They've lost five of six. That's the concerning part at home. Home is where you should have the confidence and a bully attitude, and that seems to have been lost of late. You know what? I was talking about this on the postgame uh, with Ben Anderson last night, Bowler. Isn't it weird with this Jazz team where all those, you know, other circumstantial things they usually work for or against you, you know, playing at home or playing teams without their best players or playing teams on the second night of a back-to-back or in the case of last night, the second night of a back-to-back and the end of a five-game road trip for Toronto. Those things have not really mattered in these Jazz games. They they lost to Houston when they didn't have any of their players with, uh, and Eric Gordon, remember, had a good night. Then they beat the Rockets in Houston with all their guys. It's weird that those things haven't mattered with this Jazz team. Well, and also lost to Boston at home a week prior to going to Boston. And, yeah, Hayward didn't play in Jalen Brown, but uh, Kemba was back and Tatum played. Uh, But the Jazz just seemed to be in a totally different mindset uh, during that that, uh, road trip, you know, and peeled off another five straight wins. And then you come home thinking some of these issues have been put to bed. Look, the season is clicking, ticking, however you want to put it down. Uh, you know, the Jazz have played 
64 games. So 18 remain. And you really can't talk about, well, we're still trying to find uh, our, our confidence or we're still trying to find uh, continuity. You know, that's long past. And the teams who really make a splash in the playoffs use this time now to gain the momentum. And also coaches begin to kind of whittle down their rotations and understand who will play and who won't, except in emergency, uh, foul, injury situations. So uh, it's been one of the wildest roller coaster rides I've been involved in in my 15 years of highs and lows, the 19 of 20 wins, and then the only team ever in NBA history to go, 04, 05, 04, or 50, 04, 40, and now the, 0, the, the one prior to the 50. I mean, it's just, it, it, there's been very few, if any, wins in between all those ups and downs, the losses and, and the win streaks. It's really a bizarre season. It really is. And yeah, they've blended some players into this, this, this group. But I think when we look back on it, it took much longer than expected. Granted, uh, Conley missed, you know, 17 or so games uh, with the hamstring off and on, and the Jazz had to play on without him, and then reintegrated him back into the system. But um, it, it'll be interesting, you know, when it comes down to playoff time, where the Jazz finally stand. Uh, if, are they a home court team, or will they? Could they climb, you know, through all the turmoil and troubles up to a three? Could you fall to a six? Um, it's yet to be determined. And I can't predict it. I really can't. Well, Rudy Gobert gets four attempts in 31 and a half minutes played. Is that good defense or is that ineffective offense? I think it's game planning at its best. Uh, I think we're seeing it more and more. The shots are coming much more difficult for Gobert. And what I mean by that is drawing him out of the paint, uh, defending the three-point line or up at the free-throw line. So uh, he has to hustle back on offense, uh, and he's running. I don't know if he really gets set. Uh, You start to force the ball to Gobert, that equals turnovers. And we've seen that as well when the Jazz struggle. When they find him open at the rim, he's nearly automatic. I mean, come on, 70% from the floor is astronomical in this league. But those those plays are, are right on top of the rim. And remember, the ball has to be placed pretty much shoulder high for him to, to complete uh, the play. When it isn't, then usually it's taken away uh, or sometimes he's fouled and, and gets to the free throw line at 60-plus percent when he's uh, at the stripe. So... Yeah, that's another one that, you know, you wish that Rudy, as he continues his, his uh, you know, trek through the NBA, is there a face-up jumper? Is there a hook shot? Will it come? We've seen a moment or two, but not consistency. And I think, again, as, as the season wears on, it's much easier now to game plan teams. Jake, as you know, and Gordon, uh, they know Rudy's strengths. They know his weaknesses. They know how to bump him off the block and, and put a body into his hips and keep him off balance. Uh, they know how to crowd Donovan at the three-point line. The same with Joe. And really good defensive teams do their jobs. And I think Toronto is just an exceptional defensive team. They game-planned it very well last night and executed it perfectly. And I think they set the tempo, too, with Lowry. You know, he was kind of moaning and griping, got a call or two early. And I think, you know, just kind of his his roughneck play at the beginning of the game set the tempo and I think Toronto just, um, they fought through fatigue. And you're right. What surprised me, I thought they'd be dead on their legs, dead, dead, dead-legged dead last night. 
after going a lot of minutes the night before in Sacramento. In fact, most of those starters went 37, 38, 39 minutes, and they looked fresh most of the night. And that's, that's, um, that says a lot about a team playing five, five on the road and um, looking that good and that confident on the last game of a road trip. Bowler, you get a chance to uh, travel with these guys, see them a little bit, uh, get a little more access uh, off the floor. What's the vibe surrounding this team right now? Well, it kind of goes back to Ricky Rubio's comments of a year ago, never too high, never too low. And uh, maybe now the, the button ought to be pushed a little bit to say, look, it's, it's time now with 18 to play to up it, you know, up the uh, up the intensity. Uh, you know, I know Quinn and most coaches – would never say let's not panic because that's not the mode you want your players to be in. I'm not saying to panic, but I think, again, it goes back to our original conversation about intensity, toughness, getting into it. There was a time on that road trip where the Jazz were the better team on the 50-50 balls. That's what you have to do on a nightly basis is you give yourself a second opportunity uh, with possessions and going after the real. Last night I was stunned that the Jazz, and I didn't really know it, I looked at it in the first half, but the game was kind of back and forth. But the, the Jazz, it's a rare night when you get out-rebounded by 19. And the other part, you know, is that, again, Siakam and Ibaka and Lowry went 75 points on the Jazz. And if you flip it, Conley and Donovan and Bogey, 29 points on 28% shooting. I think the, the commonality here is that when the Jazz struggle, it's not just one player offensively. It seems to run through the team, and that's kind of odd to me. But, again, the defenses seem to be putting a lot of pressure on the perimeter, knowing the Jazz have two options usually, and that's rim play and three-point shot. And that's the way the league's going. There's not a lot of mid-range shots taken. Moody does when he's on the floor on occasion. Conley will and Donovan on occasion, but mostly the Jazz, you know, put up threes and play, play, uh, play at the rim. Bowler, what's the problem and the solution to that uh, rebounding disparity? Oh, man. I mean, I guess the first word that comes out, to, comes out would be effort. Uh, you have to want to rebound. I think Jerry Sloan said it. Quinn has said it. Rebounding is a specialty. You have to have a nose, right? You have to have a hunger. You have to go for it. You can't worry about your numbers, so to speak, on the offensive end. And I, I think it's hard to find a two-way player that plays that, that tough on both ends of the floor. So my first thought would be just it's got to be an attitude, right, to go after the ball, whether it's defense or offensive. Uh, you want to you want to snag the ball away from your opponent and give them one and outs. And on the other end, you want to grab some offensive rebounds to give your team second chance points. And it takes effort to do both. And it takes effort to Gordon and Jake, as you know, to play both on the offensive and defensive defensive ends of the floor. And you can't take breaks, especially this time of this time of the season. Not with 18 to play. Greg Bowlerjack is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Of course, um, <clears throat> the topic news news nationally is the coronavirus, and we saw some new media policies that uh, went into action uh, for last night's game. Bowler, we're seeing uh, conference tournaments in the NCAA uh, either um, play or are going to play without fans there or actually, in the Ivy League's case, shutting down the uh, the tournament altogether. Um, how do you think the NBA, uh, by taking some precautions, what do you think about that? And do you think we're actually headed for maybe games without fans? 
Well, it's kind of creeping closer. I know when we were on the flight, and we just we just arrived at the hotel about 45 minutes ago. So on the bus ride, and about an hour before we landed, you know the beauty of you know the electronics that we have today. You know, and we were able to get you know emails and texts uh, at 30,000 feet, and the NBA released their new, um, I guess, position on media and how to interview a player and a coach. Uh, I know that, you know, boom mics are going to be um, at a premium uh, to keep a six to eight foot distance away from the player. And I'm not sure how tomorrow night's interview with Quinn Snyder, how I'll do that unless there's a boom mic or, you know, you set the microphone down and you stand six to eight feet away. So it's precaution. Uh, the funny thing is that we fly with, with our, our team, with the team. And we're very close and share the same air on the flight. Uh, but also I get they're trying just to keep space between individuals uh, to protect us all. And where it goes from here, guys, I don't know. This is uncharted territory for all of us. And uh, I think the professionals are trying to find ways to protect people and also the investments. And these guys are obviously investments for NBA franchises. And I get that, but also for to, to protect the fans. Uh, do we go forward without without fans in the in the arena? That may be. I can't say. I think we'll just ride this storm out together. Uh, I'm not sure what the televised aspect of it will be. I'm finding this out kind of on an hourly and a daily basis. So I'm just doing work as I always would. And until I hear otherwise, I'm just going to go about my business as I always do. And that's that's about all you can do. I'll have to make those adjustments in interviewing and contact with players. It'll be interesting tomorrow night to see how this plays out against the Thunder and even how OKC handles things as well because it's their arena and how they end up uh, handling the media and also the contact with the fans. So um, there's there are parameters and guidelines. It just depends on how each team, I think, reads them and decides to implement them. And I think we'll find out more tonight as these games are played and also for the Jazz tomorrow. But it's a – look, I never thought in my career this would be a situation or even a discussion. But here we are. And, uh, and everyone, is, everyone in the country, the world, is making adjustments in their lifestyle right now. One of the most interesting aspects to that whole thing, Bowler, to me, is once this sort of uh... – tails off a little bit will they go back to the way it was or once it's lost i wonder if it will be lost permanently i i do too i don't know. i do too we're gonna find out i guess yeah you know i think uh, for me personally we've all been in this business a long time and the interaction with players uh, are very important not only for the story but i think also for us to relate the individual and the personality that the fans want to know Others may say, no, let them have their privacy, and, and, and maybe the media is not needed. I disagree, uh, obviously, uh, but we're in a new world and a new time with different attitudes towards the media. Um, but I hope that's not the case, Gordon. Uh, and when I first started, we just had walk-in access and maybe invaded, you know, and the players didn't seem to mind because that's what they grew up uh, being. The newer, younger athlete has been introduced to more of a towel cover-up uh, locker room, uh, which is something that took a generation, basically, uh, for it to, to be implemented. And now we're in another new time of if we're just going to take athletes out of the locker room 
whether they're dressed or whether in uniform and take them off to a private area and let, you know, 15 to 20 members of the media have a talk with them. What that does for me is lose that that personal one-on-one time where you get the emotion of the moment, and I think fans deserve that. That cooling off period is there for a reason, and I understand that. But also that time at the locker room, the emotions are still there, and you really get to understand who that individual is and how hard he works at his craft. If we lose that, it becomes more sterile, and those answers become more common, and no one really gets to reach in and get to know that individual or pull something out. And maybe, as we always said in the business, let's go one-on-one and really go in-depth. I hope that isn't lost, but I guess time will tell. Well, over the last couple of seasons, the Jazz have come on strong at the end, but can you remember a time when with 18 games to play that you were as, I'll use the word mystified, about who this Jazz team is than this season? Um, I think, honestly, my, my answer would be this is something new to me because when the Jazz won 19-21 and just played at the highest of levels, yes. I mean, people, you know, the, the critics would say, look, they're not playing the high-level talent. They ran through, you know, <clears throat> sub-500 teams, and they did it very well. I thought they had gained a lot of confidence, and uh, then they hit a buzzsaw uh, with some highly talented teams, and I think what hurt the most that probably put doubt into a lot of people's minds was uh, the fact that it was at home. Um, and it surprised me, too. Uh, mistakes and still that talk of finding the continuity. I, I just didn't expect for it to take this long. But here we are. And I, I think, you know, it's, this is a well-coached team. The game plans that I've, I've witnessed and been in multiple practices and shoot-arounds have, have been spot on. It's just a matter of them going out and continuing to implement them. And I don't know if it's the all-star break hangover. Two all-stars go to Chicago, and they come back. And, you know, it takes time maybe to rev it back up, but it's time to rev and to play as one. And that's what this team has hung their hat on for a long time about the closeness. And I don't sense that breaking. I, I sense frustration, and I sense that the shots are there but you've got to make them. It sounds real simple, doesn't it? Make shots, you win. You know, you don't make shots, and you end up losing on your home floor again uh, last night by nine. And, it's, and like I said, the thing that probably um, intrigues me the most is that when the Jazz struggle, it's just not one or two players offensively. It seems like that the shooting woes go all around the perimeter, and it's real difficult to get consistency from outside and even the mid-range game. If you really break it down, Jake, I think you guys, you and Ben talked about this last night. Too many shots missed just at the rim, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Jazz had opportunities to, to you know, get easy buckets, and it just didn't fall uh, at the rim last night, strangely. And I think that's another thing. You've got to be able to finish at the rim and finish you know, strong. And that, that equates into Rudy also with the ball in his hands to take it up and finish and pop the rim and uh, with a little bit of attitude. Bowler, as always, thank you very much. Uh, oh, are you? Do you guys still stay at the Haunted Hotel there in OKC? Are no, man, we moved that? off. Uh, oh, we're okay. now at the Twenty One C Museum. It's a, I, I think it's a, it's really an intriguing place. As everybody, anybody ever comes down here, uh, make a stop. It's a, it is a museum, 
uh, and they've made it that way. I've got artwork here in my room, uh, which is, you know, very intriguing. I could stare at it all night and still try to decipher what it really means, but <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm really the right guy to, to you know, judge art. But um, it's an interesting place. I believe it's an old Ford truck factory assembly plant. <laughs> And it's made like a bunker. I mean, this is, I think, one of the places in Oklahoma City that people can come to in case of tornadoes, bad weather, because this is rock solid concrete and steel, guys. Uh, I don't think, well, there may be a, a ghost or two walking around here, but I haven't seen him or her. Art critic and television voice of the Utah Jazz. He is Craig Bowler Jack. Bowler, hey, you guys look, stay healthy, all right? Me I don't know too. what's going on in our world, but just, uh, yeah, there you go. Maybe we are living in the twilight yeah. zone right now. But we'll find our way back. All right, Bowler, we'll be watching tomorrow. <laughs> all right, see you soon. Craig Bowler Jack, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Yeah, we hope everybody stays healthy. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.